right. Good evening, all the listeners. Welcome to another episode of Cornerstones. This is the first one of the fall season. So the summer has set and we're on to a, a new season of episodes on how couples like Connor and Allison have met so and how they built their relationship. So I'm going to uh, just give a brief intro of how I met Connor and Allison and then we're going to dive into the juicy stuff about why everyone came on to listen. So I first met Connor uh, back in 2009. We went to the illustrious basketball program university called Villanova, where Connor and I did not play basketball, as most of you probably know. Uh, but we were in the same fraternity together, um, overlapped for a couple years, and then reconnected again in the city later on. I've had many great nights out together. Uh, with our crews, a couple of nights at Bounce too, which Allison remembers. And uh, Connor has become a reoccurring guest here in Southampton, where I currently live. So I'm very happy to have him out here and hope that street continues for the next couple of years. Um, and Allison also went to Villanova. I met Allison, I don't know, was it like maybe four or five years ago? I think so, but definitely at least four, maybe five. At least, at least four, yep. Um, Allison also went to Villanova, as I mentioned, a few years younger than Connor and I, and uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know her over the past few years. She has a rare gift of being able to turn a 7-Eleven pizza into a late night gourmet meal. I'll <laughs> <laughs> never forget. Um, and yeah, it's just been awesome getting to know her and so glad that Connor and Allison have taken the next step as a couple. I think they're a perfect match for each other and you all are going to find out why when you hear their story. Um, and before I dive into them, just a uh, recap of Cornerstones. So Cornerstones is a platform where couples like Connor and Allison can come and share the story of how they built their relationship from how they met to uh, what they see in each other that they love, um, seminal moments, obstacles, challenges, and then why they decided to take the plunge into forever together. So we're going to learn a lot. Should be some great times, some funny moments, some good lessons. And without further ado, I'll turn it over to Allison. Allison, do you want to just give a brief bio of who you are? Yeah. Thanks, Parker. And thanks so much for having us. We're, we're super excited to share our story. Thank you with for coming <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm Allison Propy. I'm 29 years old. I'm originally from um, a town called Cold Spring Harbor. It's a, a small town on Long Island. I graduated from the great University of Villanova in 2015. Um, traveled abroad actually for a bit for work and then settled down in Manhattan or I guess as close as you can to settling in the city where everyone moves every two years. Mm-hmm. Um, now Connor and I live in the West Village and I work in FinTech. Awesome. Connor? Yep. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for having us, Parker. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, my name is Connor Lamb. I am 31 living in West Village, as Allison Sinecropi said, soon to be Allison Lamb. Um, so we'll clean that up a little bit. Get used to uh, the uh, right <laughs> way to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, originally from Bergen County, New Jersey, specifically the town of Hohokus, only double hyphenated town in America. Got to give that a shout out, whether it makes the cut or not. That is Parker's call. <laughs> um, and I work in sports media, sports advertising. Um, and have lived in the in New York City, various spots, um, Murray Hill, Nolita, and now West Village for the past um, 
seven, eight years I've been in the city. Awesome. Awesome. So we got a native New Jerseyer and a native Long Islander coming together. N- nothing but fireworks in that relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll, yeah, that'll come to play later. Yeah. After we're living next year, <laughs> yeah. you might get your first cornerstone heated debate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Can't wait for that. A little preview of what's to come. Um, yeah. So how did you two meet? Allison, do you want to describe the story of how you and Connor first met each other? Short answer, Southside. When I was 24 years old, living life for me, for the girls, and not for the health of my bank account. <laughs> really. Um, longer answer, we knew of each other back at Nova. Most of our friends were all friends with each other, uh, but Connor and I didn't really overlap much. And then we really did like re-meet at Southside a couple years after I graduated. And he remembered me from a different night out at Maloney's when we were in college. And at Southside was asking me for my number. And at the time I, I wasn't, really sure if I was going to say yes, but eventually I did. Um, mm-hmm. Went on a couple of dates, spent beautiful summers out in Montauk, and, and here we are, engaged and very excited for the next chapter. Wow, Southside. <laughs> it's the place where all relationships go to grow and blossom. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so some you just were... night, Some forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you two were there separately, just with your own crews, and then this happened to run to each other? That's actually a really good question. Um, my One of my best friends from growing up um, and roommate at the time had been seeing a guy from Villanova who was Connor's really good friend. And she was hosting this like birthday party for him at Southside. And they had just started dating. She went to Providence, not Villanova, and was okay. like, can you please come? Like, there's got to be some overlap. Like, bring your friends. And I was like, I don't know. Like... I have other plans. I think I was going like up and down, which is crazy to think about, but um, I wound up going and that's where I had seen Connor. At the same birthday party. Who was, Connor, who was the friend or can you disclose? Can you yeah. Disclose? Oh, definitely. Right, right? Yeah. Uh, Alex Olson and Alyssa Olson. Oh, no married. way. Yeah. They're married now, but her that's last amazing. name marriage was also Olson. <laughs> really wow she was my best friend from high school um and then we lived together uh, in Gramercy for a couple of years that's really funny this is an episode within an episode of (laughs) another couple started together and uh just Allison to stick with you for a second um and then Connor I want to hear your side of it but why were you hesitant to give Connor your number at first I think Villanova can sometimes be a really small community. So uh, overlapping maybe stories or impressions that I had. You're had. saying that extremely nice and polite. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to pull any punches on my account. I yeah. can take no, 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 no. Um yeah, I mean it's really terrible to say that, but yeah, kind of just like impressions or things that I had heard that kind of gave me a little bit yeah. of pause and from what I could tell, like seemed super nice, seemed very for the boys at that at that point in time. Oh. And I was really for the girls. And I was like, I don't know if at this stage in our lives we're really gonna like get anywhere here. Yeah. I don't know if I really wanna like bark up this tree. Well, to make it clear, Connor is still for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm still, I'm still for the girls. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, I but hours at 10 a.m. and midnight and and, yeah. and not <laughs> right, right. No, that's that makes a lot of sense. You just want to kind of do some background checking and mm-hmm. um, not yeah. to say my friends don't love me. Thank you. They no, of course, of yeah. course. But no, that's good. That's very mature of you. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm sure you're glad you eventually did. And uh, Connor, what was your recollection of that evening? Yeah, it was definitely accurate. And she, I know she kind of glossed over the uh, the Villanova interaction back there. But when I was a senior and she was a sophomore, it was a random Monday Maloney's night. And like, it's funny because even after we, you know, got together and started dating, she like didn't really remember. This night didn't really stand out to her, but to me it, it did. And I could remember because <clears throat> it was a Monday night, there was maybe like, 15 people at the bar and that was like a normal thing for me I was a senior and it was like a Monday night and that was the first time I had seen her there so I saw the beautiful blonde locks and this girl smiling and I was like wow I just immediate attraction but also just like she was just so you could tell like somebody you wanted to go approachable somebody you wanted to go up to talk to so you know, after a couple of those uh, rainbow shots or whatever they had, I <laughs> went up to her um, and she was really nice, really polite about it. But she was seeing someone else at the time and kind of let me know that, like, that, like, thanks for saying hi, but this is where this conversation is going to end. And then that was that was kind of it. I was like, you know, bummed at the time that she was seeing right. someone. I some it, She seemed like somebody I wanted to get to know better. Um, so that was that initial like one night in at Nova where I would say we actually cross paths besides kind of just knowing each other um, a little bit. And then fast forward uh, four-ish years, that Southside night, um, what she described is, is pretty accurate uh, or accurate in the sense that we were there for um, the, the Olsen birthday bash. And I, was kind of sitting on the bottom booth and didn't it's obviously dark it's loud I didn't really see who was around us and Southside would just be a, a place that I would normally be on a Thursday Friday Saturday a lot of fog too a lot of fog, a lot of fog. <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of mystique and the farther you get the darker it gets so I, I just knew who like my immediate my FTB my boys who I was with and didn't really get a good look of anyone around us and then at one point um, I just turned around and and as I'm sure you remember, Parker, everyone would love to get on the elevated uh, couches and dance and and do their thing up there. And I kind of felt like a a kick. Something made me like turn around and I looked up and I saw it was Allison, which is probably I mean, I would have to say the first time I've seen her since the night at Maloney. So you're talking four years of not seeing someone. And as I described in that Maloney's night, clearly there we didn't really get far in terms of getting to know each <laughs> other. So. I remembered her name and just like kind of said hi because I don't know I, I don't like awkward situations and I recognized her so I wasn't gonna like try to mm. be some cool guy and be like oh yeah I I don't know you like what's I what's your name again yeah exactly like I have no full first name last name <laughs> everything and so I was like oh that's kind of that's interesting like maybe I don't know somebody put her there um you know, like a higher, higher power brought her there that night. And yeah. looking back on it, that's obviously the case because without that kind of pivotal moment, um, we, you know, we probably wouldn't be here, but it was just so funny to see her in that capacity. Like she said, tried to get her number. I did get her number. I right? gave him my real number. There was something like he turned around and was like, Allison. And I was like, how do you remember my name? Like, again, cause there was 
truly like no overlap really since that like Maloney's night. Yeah. Can I get you a beer? Like, what are you doing here? And I said like, yes to the beer. And before he walked away to get me the beer, he's like, I'm like so happy to have like written to you. Like I never did get your number. Like, can I have it? And I was like, uh oh i jumped right in i don't i don't right remember in. that i love oh, that I, you jumped I love right that. in and something made me say yes and then like at that point my friend and i were like we're ready to go home so connor left to go get me a beer and i left <laughs> no way <laughs> I yeah, she iced your boy <laughs> Wait, you irish exited on him irish exited i woke up the next morning to a text at, like 7 a.m like i don't even think you had gone to bed yet basically yeah. asking me out on a date and i was like mm, i'm not gonna answer Wait. and i like didn't answer it was crazy. i was still at 7 a.m like ro- roaming south side to try to hand you <laughs> yeah. find he's, he's, he's kind of kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait that's amazing so allison would you have left if connor didn't ask you, or like because connor asked for your number you're like okay he can contact me i don't feel obligated to stay anymore or like Pretty much. I, we were okay. just like done by that point. Like, we actually did wind up going up and down first. And then Southside was like our last stop <laughs> at, yeah, in yeah, the night. Okay. Um, and we were just all like tired and honestly wanted some pizza at that point. So it, w- it was time for me to go home. And there was more than enough people there still for him to like hang out with and talk <laughs> with. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, there's no way this is like yeah anywhere. I'm going to go. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, it's late. There's like a lot of things going on and I mean, it was rude of me. I should have like waited for the beer. Imagine my confusion. I was like, all right, cool. I like made yeah. up Villanova interaction. I got her number. I got this ice cold like Modelo for her. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And then immediately couldn't find her. Yeah. And that's why I pulled the trigger so quickly on getting your number. I don't know. I had to feel, I think you even said you like, oh, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to go or yeah, you must have given or, like, your body expression. I could tell that I need to ask right now or if I, this was kind of my shot to, yeah. To pick up for, for the Nova interaction. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And obviously, I mean, Allison, you said he was surprised or you were surprised that he remembered you. But obviously, given how accurately he recollected the night at Maloney's, you know, you made an impression on him. Yeah. That, so damn sure. And yep. for people that listen, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, in, those kind of first impressions matter. And you don't forget someone who you think you have a connection with or that you like. Um, and yeah, Connor, as you said, higher power, fate brings it brings it back together sometimes. It really does. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good point. That initial, like, you know, that I can still, although that's years ago, I can still pinpoint like my exact like look, feel kind of emotion, Just not in the way that like I remembered every single thing, but more of that, like something inside me was just like, whoa, this feels yeah. I don't know, kind of one of those things you can't really describe and obviously didn't go anywhere then. But now looking back on it, and to think like it, it's pretty cool that it was probably me you know love at first sight it was yeah. she didn't love me at first sight <laughs> yeah right exactly so i had to move on <laughs> yeah. you were just waiting to run to her at south side exactly yeah. you know have it come back around the, the courtship like didn't end there though i said yeah i was gonna say can we all right so after the south side like <laughs> yeah there's what a- that what did the dating life look like <laughs> so he kept asking me out and i kept saying no and I really did like start a new job at the time. Like I had a couple of things going on. I, I didn't actually live in the city. Okay. I had like moved out and I had moved back home to Long Island. So I was commuting and he kept like asking me out for drinks and I just couldn't go. And, and then he pivoted to like dinner and then he pivoted to like breakfast. And then at <laughs> one point he was like, can I 
buy you a coffee like before work. <laughs> Something that you just can't say no to. Can't say yeah. no to. Yeah. Like, um, I will ride the subway with you. you <laughs> yeah. Can I get you to Uber to work? Like, air conditioning? It's actually not a bad idea for, for the you listeners. listeners yeah. There. Yeah. That, that could work. Because any any way to avoid a subway, I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody not really interested would, would take you up on that. Yeah. Except don't give away your exact address. Maybe like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's where it gets. A- but anyway, so, all right. So, Allison, you were, were you being dodgy because you just weren't interested or because you really had like so much going on? Um, so much going on primarily. And then afterwards, like, I honestly got a little bit nervous. I wasn't really, again, like I said, looking for something. And there was something about Connor and our interactions and that same kind of feeling he got, if I'm honest with myself, I had, but for me, it translated into like, just being scared of like giving him a chance and seeing where it was going. I didn't want to be hurt. Mm. I was worried that if I gave something a try, it wouldn't necessarily come to like, a relationship and I do consider myself probably like more relationship oriented girl and I always knew I didn't want to be like um like in it just for like good times um with anybody so I kind of said no for like all those reasons truthfully got it got okay so just being a little defensive and trying to get a get ahead of heartbreak maybe yeah Yeah, I I would say the no's were that like they weren't hard nose because now it sounds like I'm just like constantly pursuing you <laughs> after nose, which is fine. It, like it, it was very much that, but it was, I wouldn't say the door was being left open, but it wasn't like, no, I'm not interested because mm-hmm. the, you know, it was the, ex- the excuses and kind of the, I kept thinking that there was, I, I was so intrigued by her. So enamored that like any little sliver that she gave me of like, in my head where I could rationalize, well, that's not a full on no. She didn't say no. She right. just, this is now her 10th excuse of why she can't like, <laughs> have a coffee with me. Maybe that is, maybe all 10 were true. All right. No, they were all true. I think the first half were like, <laughs> definitely like schedule focused reasons to say no. And then when he kept persisting, then I, this scaredness kept kicked in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, he hasn't like left me high and dry yet. Like this is, I can't believe he's still asking me. But honestly, it was that persistence, which- attracted me like ultimately in the end that and my mom and my sisters and my roommate Alyssa at the time were like you're nuts like you have to call him back you have to go like yeah is outrageous <laughs> you're being mean to him at this point like yeah, right you know, right you don't have to marry this guy you just need to go get coffee and see yeah at this goes. point like cut him loose and let, let him swim away or <laughs> just go out with him yeah yeah but um, that's good to know that's a good lesson that obviously persistence like you can't give up if you if you feel like there's something there yeah. Um, and obviously, Allison, I think you, as you mentioned, you did feel something, which is probably why you didn't say no. And you were like, just leave me alone. Like you were <laughs> kept making excuses, maybe like hoping that leaving the window open a little bit would give him an opportunity to continue to pursue. Yeah. So maybe subconsciously or consciously, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, I like, I like what you're maybe saying. Maybe a little there. bit of both. I am a girl. We tend to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, gray filter, in the mind. Filter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so what did, so you guys finally got together and then, um, like what did those first kind of few dates and few interactions look like? You want to take it or me? I can go first. Um, I remember having so much fun. <laughs> like we were able to go on dates alone, but we had those shared friends. Like every time we went out, 
our crews would come together mm-hmm. and it was just like the pinnacle of like friendship and fun and like laughter every time. So the more we would hang out, the more I was like, wow, I could really see something here like taking off. And then the more that we hung out one-on-one, I realized like any concerns or like thoughts in my head that I had from others, like there was so much more to Connor than what was surface level. Like once you start digging in and I think once you have a real conversation with you, Connor, that that's part's really obvious. Like you have a lot of depth and I think that, well, I know that I'm really happy that I, (laughs) (laughs) on the team, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So the combination of just spending alone time and also being out socially and hanging with each other's friends, this kind of allowed you to see a different side of Connor. Definitely. Than what you heard. Okay, cool. And Connor, what about you? Is that how you uh, remember things as well? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, it was really nice that we would have our, you know, go to dinner and get to know each other one-on-one, but that, like you said, kind of having the friends as well that were they were kind of vibing we were vibing so it was just like an overall Mm -hmm. good time but not in the way that it was like oh this is great just as like another friend like I was really into her and so to already be into her and then have like our friends just be hanging up hanging out and hitting it off I thought was really great because I know I mean I hear stories all the time where you know significant others they don't like the friends or they're you know Mm -hmm. feeling like they are forced to go to things things like that where that this was never the case and it was just kind of more reinforcement of like what I had already thought hopefully like what she was then starting to think um so that yeah I would say it's definitely how it went and I really enjoyed that that alone time with her when she finally like gave me the shot at dinner I remember being so nervous and just trying to make sure everything was was perfect um and yeah, I don't know if it was, but I... It was perfect. And I was so nervous with like all this pent-up energy that I wound up walking from Gramercy to the West Village just to like burn off steam on my way to the dinner, which in hindsight was like not a good idea because I think our first date wound up being in like June and it was hot. Yeah, and- sweaty. Yeah. By the time I got there, I was... Well, like- you did meet it again at Southside, which is like the hottest... That is true. <laughs> we, were <conditioned laughs> so we, we were probably drier than we thought. Use the stickiness, yeah. Um, and Connor, did you do anything? I mean, did you do anything like specific that you remember like while you were courting Allison that was like, I don't know, maybe different? Um, like a horse and buggy or anything? <laughs> no horse and buggy. I did try it's to get- Very intentional creative but I also with like the dates and stuff but I didn't want to scare her away because I kind of knew how not how she felt but just the uh I would guess like the caution to well I did know because she didn't say yes for the first you know 10 times I asked her out so I didn't want to like scare her away with too much at all at once so it's kind of just like the casual dinners um and drinks and they weren't like back to back to back where it's like all right why is this guy's obsessed with me I I think I was very much in my head of I wasn't trying to play the game because I you know I think you should be honest and like not really play a game but at the same time I was I get I guess I was playing the game trying to be strategic (laughs) about okay we just went to dinner let me at least wait until next week to ask her out again even though I really wanted to see her the next night and and I guess that's why it also was great that our friends 
they were already friends and, you know, the Villanova crew. So if we went out on a Wednesday or Thursday, then we could all go out on a Thursday, Friday. I think that kind of expedited, um, yeah. like us getting to know each other and our relationship. Yeah, no, that's good because there's always, I feel like that balance, you know, to your point, Connor, you said you want to see her the next night, but you don't want to act like thirsty is not the term, but I guess you don't want to just overdo it. Yes. So I've always like, yeah, I've always thought about that. It's like, if you do want to see the person, they're free and you're free. Do you just say like, Hey, listen, like all games aside, like, I just want to see you. Mm -hmm. Or do you kind of like let things kind of unfold naturally and say, you know, I have other things going on and, um yeah it's a tough one i think it's really like a feel thing right. everyone's situation is going to be different but in that moment you can kind of be like wow i really vibed with somebody uh i know that if i ask them to hang out the next night there's a good chance that yeah. they won't or i mean that they will and if they can or they won't um because something else is going on like they're gonna let me know you yeah. sometimes you can just have a, a connection with people yeah. Yeah. um and allison also reminded me that we went to the Lambs Club as one of our first um, first dates, which is a, a rosé um, wine tasting that my mom, shout out to Lori Lamb, got for me. Um, I hadn't told her about Allison at the time. It was still very new and it wasn't because, you know, I didn't want to tell her. It was more of, I don't know where I stand with this girl and I'm really excited about it, but I don't want to. My mom, you know, she'll she'll think I'm going to get married. And of course she would have been correct if she <laughs> if I had told her, um, you know, that, like that first month or so. Yeah. But then after a couple months, she had given me this, you know, thing that she saw on the internet, which was a wine, a rosé tasting for two. And we had just wrapped, Alice and I and our group of friends had just wrapped up a summer in, in Montauk. And this was in wow. the end of August, September. So it was kind of a perfect way to, I would say transition from summer into fall with like a very legitimate, like, Hey, that wasn't a summer fling. This is really, you know, I want this to continue um, into fall and see where it goes. And so that was a cool, I would say that's kind of like a, a different thing that I did courtesy of my mom that, that switched it up from the normal, like, okay, we're grabbing food in, in West village type of wow, thing. That's awesome. So Lori Lamb, the female hitch just. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Did you tell Allison that was from your mom too? Uh, not at the time. I was trying to like, you Quite know, cool. keep my idea. Wow. Yeah, I know. But later on, well, I think like really later on, maybe. Well, you were like, let's take a picture to send to my mom. And I was like, we're going to take our first like alone, like not in friend <laughs> group, not selfie, like picture together at this like fancy, nice place after we just had, you know, fancy lobster and wine. Um, and then I think you said, I'm going to send it to my mom. And I remember thinking, that's really sweet. Um, uh, that's known that you were really close with your family, which is, you know, something yeah. that I, I am as well that attracted me to you. So all in all, it was a great idea, no matter whose it was. But thank you to Lori Lamb for it. Yeah. it and was Alton, just on that note, you mentioned Connor, like, had death. The more you got to know him, he close with his family. I mean, what, what are some other characteristics that... Besides the fact he looks like Justin Bieber, but that <laughs> doesn't sing like him, but <laughs> that's for damn sure. I'm going to um, say like, no matter the like different light that you put Connor and he can look like a different version of like every girl's favorite boy band member. Jesse yeah, right, right. McCarty, Nick Carter, Aaron Carter. Like you look like all of them in one. Jesse McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think like his clear love of family, like you look at his, we're, we're, neither one of us are like super duper active on social media, but if you do go on Connor's, like his pictures that he posts or his grandparents, his siblings, his parents, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like most people like our age are putting up like very different pictures of like tables at clubs and, and traveling. They're not like every year religiously like posting something for like grandma or grandpa or mom's birthdays. So I liked, yeah. I liked that um, like aspect. And I think like love of family and being able to, to really talk about it and choose family and scenarios where you could be doing things like with friends or with girlfriends in, instead and like making that a priority. Like that was something I had learned about, about Connor that I think showed way more depth than just like yeah. frat, frat guy at Villanova, like going to, going to Southside or Bounce or, or wherever else. So, you know, that was one thing. Um, also Connor's a great listener. Like the more I got to know him and talk to him, the more he, I realized like just how much he like does listen to people. And throughout the course of a conversation, like 30 minutes later, an hour later, he'll tie back something in the conversation to something that someone else at the table had said at the start of the evening. And I think like, that's also something super powerful that struck me like about Connor Um, and just how deep he can like go in a thought or, or analysis and not afraid to like give your true opinion even if it's like different than everyone else at the table um you're super well read on like a multitude of like different topics as well um that's great what doesn't he do (laughs) sing (laughs) yeah right (laughs) see he was listening (laughs) (laughs) um no that's great though that's awesome that's and those are um those are not only great qualities but things that you obviously picked up on allison from like leaning into and like listening to Connor leaning into his re- your relationship with him. And, um, you know, you prioritize like very high quality characteristics, which are good. Yeah. Um, and Connor, what about you with Allison? Yeah, I, I think her, her values, um, similar to the, the whole family, you know, thing that she was, that she had mentioned. Um, I, you could just tell right away from talking to her, the way she talked about her parents, um, the way she talked about her sisters. I got to, in the early stages, um, meet her sisters, hang out with her sisters. You can just tell it's a, it's a great family. So kind of as you're going through these initial dates and starting to get more serious and saying like, wow, where's the red flag here? Because she's beautiful. She's smart. She's funny. She's thoughtful. She's clever. She's always smiling until like a couple years after I've now found ways to not make her smile. But for the most part, and definitely early on there, <laughs> always smiling always just like I was like physically and emotionally just wanted to be around her um and so like and then the family aspect kind of just like where is the red flag there there ended up being none and which is wow. extremely rare and you know everyone's got their good things and their bad things I have my my fair share of bad things and I think that's one of the things I love most about Allison she was always she could always see the good in other people and herself but also with me specifically and although she might have had her hesitations in the beginning she didn't let that you know hold her back from putting herself out there which I respected she knew you know she knew whatever the reputation was or you know what her she had heard or you know what she didn't hear what she just you know thought but she still gave me a chance. And I always appreciated that because, you know, 
as she said, hopefully there is more depth there than the, the frat boy chugging beers. <laughs> um, that's definitely still there too. Yeah. But Which I, I love too, that it's still there. True. It's the percentages of those kind of young. Right. They, yeah, they change around him. a little bit, but all the adjectives I said about her just really being thoughtful and kind of knowing what like my next move in, in a good way, like before I even know what I need to do, you know, whether we're traveling or, you know, making plans for the weekend, she's thinking about all the things for me that, you know, because we know each other so well, she knows that I'm going to need to do X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. in preparation for, even if it's a work event, you know, she's got her, her own job and in a different industry and she stills, you know, making great recommendations or helping me out when I've had a tough day. And that, that's obviously comes with time. And um, we're in a great space now where that stuff is, is automatic and on her end, you know, I'm trying to improve every day, but she's always making things a lot easier for me. Um, but early on, even in our first couple of dates, you could tell she's like I was said, she thinks about everyone else. So she's going to be doing those little things to help uh, make your life as easy as possible. And, and that smile. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Those little things that, as you mentioned, Connor, that just like make life more enjoyable and pleasurable and more fun and easier. Um, it's probably those like little moments that you like, you smile and you're like, yeah, wow, I'm really glad I'm with this person. Um, like, because it's so it's stuff that's like you don't really that other people wouldn't necessarily think about a hundred percent it's almost like the intangibles where it's like you just feel that way you're not looking I wasn't looking for someone to do that for me but it's the way she made me feel when she was doing those things um and she was also very open about being a nerd and the things she liked (laughs) was like I'm really into Harry Potter you know and she still is and I know a lot of people you know, would maybe hold that back, maybe not Harry Potter, but just the way she loves like learning and like education. And she's 24. And I was 26 at the time when we met, like, maybe that's not the coolest answer. It's not like, but I didn't leave (laughs) that thinking, oh, well, that wasn't cool of her. I was like, wow, that was very cool of her to admit that she is a closet nerd. And I find that even more attractive because she was honest. She didn't say, she didn't make up something that i you know, she thought I wanted to hear her that I would like. She just said what she's yeah she actually liked. Yeah, and that's, it must have been really refreshing. And yeah, another lesson of just kind of being like genuine and being yourself and not tell. I mean, in New York, it's easy to kind of put on a facade or say like, "What does this person want to hear?" Or mm-hmm. you know, what will what will impress them? Which like versus like who is a true me? And um, obviously, that paid off long term. In the short term, it's like okay, it threw me off a little bit, but long-term, you appreciate that. Definitely. Um, and then, Connor, what you also said about, like, giving you a shot, I mean, that also goes to show that, you know, you can't, if you feel a connection with somebody or you like someone, you can't worry about, like, whatever you hear or you can't judge a book by its cover or, you know, whatever it may be. You just have to go and explore and find it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah and, the, the... and trust your gut and, like, those good feelings and, yeah. and take them there and, and try, like, not to play the game. I think it's hard not to like sit against your phone and like have your friends help you with the text or like whether you're a guy or a girl, like ask for opinions. But I think life's too short to play like true yeah. long-term games. So you have to like show who you really are, even if it's nerdy or even if it's like so technical in sports and I struggle yeah. every every day to understand. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I think the only red flag is I didn't see her at the garden enough during the day. Yeah. <laughs> 
that might be the only red flag. She was in the library, but she does bleed blue, so I mean, she'll she'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so moving on, did you guys have any, um, either I guess seminal moments or maybe like obstacles or challenges that you remember that you two had to like work through together? Or was there anything that like noteworthy or um, anything that stood out that you can discuss? I think um, it's on a down, but I think it was like wound up being such a positive, like long-term, but just the down of being apart during COVID, we weren't like living together at that moment in time. And we had just come off like a crazy, like Montauk summer, which then turned into like a wedding filled fall. And I had some family trips and basketball started and all these things. And we blinked and it was March and it was COVID. And he went back to New Jersey to live with his family. And I went back to Long Island to live with mine. And, you know, we thought we were going home for two weeks and we ordered in like barbecue and had some rosé like in his yeah. apartment the night before we left. And then I didn't see him for like over four months. Wow. That yeah. Long, huh? That long. And that was really tough. Um, you know, you're still building like so many, or we were at the time still building like foundations of a relationship. And how do you like keep momentum and still like grow together, not further apart. And how do you have like really meaningful growth during a time where you can't physically see each other? Um, that wasn't easy. Um, so yeah, we went four months without seeing each other and we got creative. Like we, I would sit there and I would like think of games to play. We researched like games you can play as a couple, like during COVID and (laughs) there was like, yeah, yeah, it was like words with friends or like trivia crack, I think was one of them. Trivia crack kept us going. Shout out. If you you get sponsors, Parker, trivia yeah. crack, <laughs> a good one. Shout out to Bridget Mara. Like I think she was the best trivia crack player like ever. Um, what about Call of Duty? That would have fixed everything if she would have just got an Xbox or a PlayStation. We would have nonstop. Yeah, I'm dropping in. <laughs> um, um, anyway, yeah, that's well, that's cute. Like what? Yeah. And then. I took trivia crack and I was like, what if we do trivia like about each other and just like come up with like questions every week where like literally of course, like Connor said, I'm a nerd, like, like multiple choice trivia crack questions about like each other, like, um, as ways to kind of like keep growing and, and learning. And that was fun. And we would do like watch like videos that. at the same time. Um, I think we read like a couple books together. Wow. So that was, yeah, that was a down, but I think ultimately like we, took advantage of that time, learned so much. And then like, as soon as we were like able to see each other, then we prioritized like each other and we mm-hmm. put each other first, like kind of out of the long list of people that when the world started opening, you needed to see. And like, we would spend weekends traveling to see each other's friends, but like always together. Wow. That's awesome. So you turn lemons into lemonade basically and just made the most of a, of a bad situation and said like, how can I use this to strengthen our bond? Yeah. That is really cool. So do you feel like after, do you feel like those four months apart, like were good for better for you in the long term, or as best as they could be, I guess. I actually think they were like, we worked on so many like communication things during that time too. It's, Mm -hmm. it's easy to say that you're like, open communication and then it's I think harder to really define what that means like how you want to be communicated to like 
I'm not known for maybe having the best tone when I'm upset. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I could be honest in what I'm saying, but my delivery is never that great. So like when you're not physically with each other and you can't like see someone's facial expressions or you can't touch them or hug them to say, sorry, like working on other styles or like methods yeah. of communication became super important. So like when I'm really upset about something and we have to talk about it, like I know like best time of day to do it talk to myself beforehand and say like, Allison, don't let your emotions get the best of you and let your tone <laughs> be rude. So I think it was time spent apart, like probably for the better. Cause we jumped a lot of like hurdles that I think would have maybe poked their head out like later on. Yeah. Well, you're Italian. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, tone, the tone comes with the territory that Connor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if my mom's listening, I have to remind her of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, that's really interesting, the communication part. Um, and, you know, I think for a lot of couples, COVID either helped them out a lot or it just went the other way. Like for Ben and Allison, it was great. I think it expedited their whole trajectory. And it was really good for them. Some couples, you know, it was like after the first or second month, it was like, all right, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it weeded some out very quickly. It, it weeded yeah. some out very quickly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the communication part, I mean, like, Allison, that's, that's very uh, insightful um, because you're not together. You have to figure that part out. Even though like we were at home doing nothing, it's not like you don't have your phone with you, but it's like, are we going to prioritize FaceTiming or talking or doing something creative, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and Connor, what about like any challenges for you? I mean, you can talk about COVID, but is there anything else that um, obstacles or challenges or any like kind of seminal moments that you recall? Yeah, I would say the, um, the the COVID thing, to comment on that, that was definitely a tough time, um, especially because we had just, we had just officially started dating like that November. So we're in the honeymoon phase, things are going really great. And then, you know, COVID hits, Allison and her family all got it, like, you know, the first week or two, they're down, but they like, keep in great spirits. And it, it clearly or it quickly went from that two week timeline that Allison mentioned um, into what we knew was going to be longer and obviously don't need to dive in. Obviously a lot, everyone's been affected by the pandemic and, you know, there was a lot of really terrible things and, and lost. So I don't want to go like too deep into the pandemic itself, but obviously the environment it created of knowing that, well, we couldn't really see each other at least for certain periods of times. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, early on with the uncertainties of everything right. and uh, just those types of communication and the way we were, we were communicating. I give Allison a lot of credit because she was very creative coming up with those things. And it's, you know, the, the games and um, you know, we were watching movies together, pressing play at the same time. There's now a new app called teleparty. This can be another one of your sponsors, Parker, but you, it syncs it up like any stream. So um oh, so, and you can like message in the in like the side also so you, rather than like texting each other okay press play now you can do that whatever we before that's now a thing but just things like that um that really helped us stay close and make it seem like we were there at least to weather the storm um until we could actually see each other that it was definitely just a, a difficult uh point but I think and you had asked Allison the question like did it strengthen it and I think you answered it perfectly it it put us in a situation where if we didn't go through that and you know say there was no 
pandemic and we're just still living our New York City lives, we're not really going to be thrown into that long. It was essentially a long distance relationship where we yeah. we couldn't see each other for certain time periods. Um, so we knew we had to work on our communication. Whereas if we were in the city, we'd be like, okay, like it's, you know, we're going to see each other every couple of days. Um, so that that tested us, but it also made us a lot stronger for, and avoided those future probably confrontations that would have happened. Yeah, for sure. I um, yeah, and and I'm not saying this applies to your guys' relationship, but it probably took all kind of like complacency or you know comfortability, like too much comfortability out of the equation, because now you're like thrown into a situation where you have to adapt, you have to iterate, and you have to be, and you have to change basically. So it's like for couples who might be hitting a point of complacency in the relationship, pandemic hits, boom, you go to separate places. It's like, okay, now we got to figure this out if we really want to be with each other. Um, yeah, so we were we were very fortunate that we did kind of just start started dating and we're in the honeymoon phase because we were excited to talk to each other. Not that we aren't now, but we're obviously living <laughs> with each other now. It's different, but I could totally understand for couples that were, you know, maybe like you said, complacent or were maybe not on the rocks, but just weren't doing anything to like really feel the love. And then that right. happens. It, it's, it's sad. It's tough. Yeah. You but can definitely can make it a situation it. where you can bring some magic back. And if you guys can get through something like that together, then it just prepares you for any kind of future, um, like obstacles. Turbulence. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then do you guys, so you, you dated how long before you guys got married? Uh, four years, three years. No longer. <laughs> that question's a little bit tricky. <laughs> oh, we got a little curveball. <laughs> a little curveball. Um, so people who were loyal Southside fans might be thinking, like, how did you meet at Southside and then officially start dating right before COVID? Because Southside closed in like what 20 something, 18, 18 2018. So whatever, 2018. Uh so we saw each other like 2017 to 2018 and then wound up taking a break. Um, and then like re-getting back together again in Montauk the second time around, um, much to the credit of our mutual friends, probably. I mean, and also to Connor's credit and my credit, because we we pulled it back together, but we had a lot of friends at the time, mine and his, look at each other and say like, these two are still at it like years later in 2019. Like, why aren't they just dating already again? Like what's happening? Like, um, shout out Benzas. Um, <laughs> <You know. laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah, including buddy. Yeah, including buddy. <laughs> Especially yes. buddy. Especially yeah. buddy. Um, so, so I guess it will be like five years if you if you count the gap year. So yeah. what was the, what was the essence of the taking a break? You want me since it was really. My I fault? didn't want to, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, and I would I would not let him like. I was pretty ruthless in that moment. Like I still remember we, we met up and he got me like a green juice or something. And, and I knew what was coming and he was like, Oh, I think that this is best for both of us. And I was like, okay, like that's fine, but I don't agree with you and, and I don't want it. So if you want to like break up, then you have to say it. like, it has to come from you. Like I, I don't want it. And he's like, well, don't you just think da da da? And I said, no, I don't think that again, if it's your choice. It has to be your choice. I don't. Yeah. And then he threw in the whole like, oh, well, like, I hope our paths cross again. And if they do, and I was like, I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be crazy. Yeah. Um, 
I love that Allison just cleared her name throughout all that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she's, she's absolutely right. Like, this, this is actually something we kind of talked about uh, if we wanted to even talk about it, you know, on the, the show, because, or on, yeah, on, on the show, because it was a really hard time that I put Allison through and I still feel terrible about it. Luckily, it ended up with a happy, like, story. But yeah. in, after all these, you know, going out to dinner and drinks, like, I, I really did like her and you know i it, i was still living you know like my new york city going out life and there were so many things i wanted to do to improve myself and and um and learn about myself before i was fully committed and i and i promise you this and i did that because i and it may sound crazy now but like i knew you were the one and the second like we were gonna either come back together whatever our future was gonna hold like it was going to be our life together. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had done all the things to mature and self in a good, a good position to like have a future with you. And then, you know, that's why we kind of took time away. And um, I know it wasn't something you want. It wasn't something I really wanted either, but I, I did need to focus on, on myself. And then that, that lasted for, you know, a couple months to a year and then I like I thought about her every day and it I, while I was still trying to improve it was like well why did I do that maybe like I learned so much from her I can do both and that's kind of when we came back together at the right time um to make it like official at that point that I knew like all right this is like I'm not you know there's going to be no one no other girl in my my life after we've we came back the second time yeah yeah, that's awesome. That's I appreciate the honesty. And um, yeah, sometimes you're just like in a weird headspace and having someone else along with you in that headspace is kind of makes things clouded. And yeah, and, you know, obviously she was on your mind. I mean, J-Lo and Ben Affleck took a nine year break. And <laughs> that, that, is, together, so. that is true. That's that the ultimate rebound. Yeah. So compared to that, that's nothing. But um, yeah, so you felt like kind of like after that year apart that you you just had a a better sense of what you wanted and obviously Allison was part of what you wanted. Yeah, I think so. And um I I know so. And it was really you know at I wasn't really looking for I would say uh, a girlfriend in 2017 when we had first met when I first you know turned around at Southside and saw her. But based on the way you know our Maloney's interaction and how I felt about that in, initial feeling it was kind of it was a, a unique situation because although I wasn't looking for one, it was like, well, here's this perfect girl. And I, I my headset, my headspace just wasn't in the right spot. And it kind of just like threw me for a loop. But after, uh, because I was so into her and like wanting to go on dates and thinking about her and, you know, obviously with my repeated attempts. Um, but I think I needed, I needed to grow up a little bit more and mature um, like I said, and, and work on myself because I didn't want to kind of, I would say not baggage, but like put that on her. I didn't want to drag her down with things that I was working on. And, you know, I was also trying to, I would say professionally work on my career. Um, and I now knowing her extremely well, like I wish we didn't take that break because she could have helped me with all the things that, you know, I wanted to work on and improve. But at the same time, like I said, I didn't want to, I cared so much for her that I didn't want to put her 
put her through like my downfalls because to me she had no flaws there wasn't anything like well I could work on this and Allison can work on that and like we don't need to be separate it was like no I have some shit I have to clean up yeah no that's good yeah go ahead Allison I was gonna say like I know I gave him like first that I gave him and I, I really did like a hard time in the moment but like if I'm honest people can always improve like no one's perfect although I appreciate you <laughs> thinking that I was at the time and that like a year or whatever that we spent apart, like I got to work on myself also. And we ended on such like clean and good terms. And I never once like thought badly about him. Cause you ultimately did like own up to the fact that it was your decision. And we parted so amicably that I wasn't like upset about it. And I also think like, it wasn't what I wanted and it's hard to let someone go if it's not what you want, but you, you should have never have to like convince someone to stay with you. And if it's really right, mm -hmm. I think everything works out the way that it's supposed to be. And it, and it comes back to you. So if I truthfully thought to myself, like, okay, this will come back to me. Like, what can I do like about me that will make me an even better person, like down the line. So, yeah, no, that's good. You have to respect yourself enough to do that. And Allison, did you feel like, like when, when Connor personally said, like, we should take a break, did you, were you like hopeful that he would come back around or would you say like, okay, I just need to like move on and do my own thing or. I think I like short term, I short term come around. I, I didn't think that was going to like happen. I was like, okay, like he is a little freaked out about like the possibility of having a girlfriend, like, it's hard, I think, to settle down when so many of your friends like aren't. And I've always respected the people that have been able to like maintain their relationships in the face of like majority of the friend group being single. Cause that is like a lot of, a lot of work to, to do. Um, so I didn't think immediately he was going to come back or, or change his mind. I was hopeful for the future, but it was like so hard to read. And I tried not to put myself in like situations where I would run into him like immediately after, cause I was truthfully like upset about it um and my friends were just like incredible during that time like I made so many new like stronger friendships and um like got to experience like so much more myself that that year like although it doesn't include Connor like probably has some of my best friendship memories um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're very optimistic about that um great way of looking at it and you know timing timing is I feel like a big part of dating and getting mm -hmm. to know someone and you can't force it. It totally is out of your control. And sometimes, you know, I mean, Connor, you and I have a very close mutual friend who is working on his emotional availability um, day by day. But, you know, sometimes like when you're in a space where you're not totally there, it doesn't really matter who comes into your life. You're just like, okay, well, this is not the best timing for both of us. And then luckily for you guys came back around, but, I think another tip to take away from this is like, it's not the, all relationships are not like just up straight into the right, you know? Um, and there is some, there's some volatility, I guess, if you will, or some ups and downs. Um, but then when you reconnect in a Montauk, where was that at? Please don't tell me it was at like memory motel or anything. No, <laughs> I, don't actually, I think it was for mine and Blaze's birthday. I mean, I knew I would run into Connor like at some point down the line and, I wasn't like actively going on dates during that year, but I, if I met anybody that made me kind of like 
want to give a chance to, then I promised myself that I would give them a chance. But every person that I met, I always stack up like back to Connor. And that was so annoying for a period of time. <laughs> oh my God. Like sure. get this kid out of my head. Like why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Another shout out to my friends for being like so patient, like walking me through that scenario. And they never, they were always like huge cheerleaders to me during that time also. But I think, um, Connor's roommate and one of our best friends, Blaze, and I had the same birthday. And I had been celebrating my birthday out in Montauk for a lot of years. And, and so had Blaze. And we decided one year we were going to do it again. And it was 2019. And he had like 20 plus people. I had 20 plus people. And we were like, where are we going <laughs> to go? Everyone can get in and we can like mobilize people easily. And we spent the entire weekend at the sloppy tuna. Like we went nowhere else for like... <laughs> daytime and nighttime I think we we went to like one whalebone party in the interim and like maybe if we could break away from people and make it to the point early we would but um yeah. for the most part we, we were there um and that's like where I had seen Connor again so the places of your relationship are Maloney's Southside the Lambs Club and Sloppy Tuna so which, <laughs> all right class which one is not like the other <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the one my mom got me was yeah. not like the other. Yeah, exactly. No, that's really cool. I mean, I, I have a feeling, I think you mentioned this before, Allison, that Blaze probably was somewhat of a glue, right? Probably yeah, I'm Brett, too. You and each other's lives, because Blaze is a great guy and a good friend and knows what's best for his boy. A hundred percent, yeah. And I got to give a shout out to Blaze and Brett as well, because, you know, Blaze is uh, who I had lived with in the city for seven eight years leading up to the pandemic until we like I moved home like we were saying and he has such a good read on people and good feelings about them and even that initial time that in 2017 when Alice and I kind of took our break he's like dude you're an idiot and and I totally heard him and was listening like I had said I was just trying to kind of work on myself and I needed to to grow a little bit more um Mm-hmm. But since day one, he's loved Allison. He's always like, always encouraged, you know, me to do that. At the end of the day, it's always my decision. Um, and what I wanted to do was, you know, was date and now marry Allison. Um, but him constantly, you know, being there and being like, this is, she's just the best and like, just your biggest fan. I think that it really helps, um, you know, that you guys had that friendship but he that that I trust that my you know right hand man um had a really good feel for for you and um and so I always appreciated Blaze letting me know that especially when I was being an idiot and you know yeah exactly no I mean that's that's awesome um that's what real friends are for you know they know us better than we know ourselves sometimes exactly Um, so just to keep rounding the bases here so obviously um coming into like getting out of the pandemic last year we had a great time at your at your 30th birthday in montauk connor mm-hmm. which was a blast <laughs> it was a great time that was a great time. luke and i saw a couple sunsets together <laughs> oh um luke and i are friends by the way in case anyone who um but um yeah so walk me i guess through, through the last year like up until connor you decided to propose like what were you thinking, I guess, in the last 12 months leading up to the proposal? Like, were, what gave it away that you knew Allison was the one that you wanted to be with and the future mother of your kids and all that kind of stuff? Like, what was, 
how did how did you know yeah i think yeah it was you know like i was saying earlier i pinpointed to that that maloney's night for that maybe five minute conversation whatever it was as now looking back that was the moment i knew and it will sound so silly because obviously nothing came from it then or you know some time had passed but i just had this feeling where then when we did start hanging out more um and going on dates like i i knew she was the one and it's just like there wasn't like a moment the only moment i would say was like the maloney's night and it's crazy because i didn't know anything about her but i just knew these really you know I had this really positive inner feeling and I'm kind of, you know, I have a strong faith, strong religion, and just kind of like, I had never felt that kind of a, attraction to anyone. Um, and then once I got to know her, it was like, all right, this is game over. Um, like I, I absolutely love this girl. I just need to make sure I'm up to her standards. So let me, let me do some <laughs> self checks. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, and then the, obviously the casual, or I would not a casual buildup, but the buildup of our relationship growing us getting really in sync from the um, honeymoon phase of, you know, always wanting to hang out with each other, do things together um, as, and seeing kind of our relationship grow and, and strengthen with that time and the way we were more lock and step with everything. So obviously early on, you're getting to enjoy that person and get to know all these things about her. And, and I, about each other. And I, I still learn something new, you know, every day, or I try to learn something new about her every day, but you get to that kind of point where now you're working as a, literally as a unit to, you know, deal, go through good times, bad times, experience life together. Um, so it's kind of a long-winded way of saying it, it was always there for me and just going through kind of the, the phases and stages of, you know, of that relationship that I had never done previously, you know, like I had never felt this way about someone or gone through all these stages and had these feelings. Um, and then I would say, you know, the past 12 months since living with her, that really, you know, if there's any doubt in my mind, which there wasn't, um, but if there was, it was going to be exposed in our first couple months of living together. And there were definitely some some good times and some harsh times where I would load the dishwasher wrong. And there was a adjustment period where that whole, you know, Italian came out and the way she was phrasing some things, <laughs> like, you know, how, like, am I upsetting you by doing this a certain way? You got to remember, I lived with blaze for, uh, you know, eight years and he was an awesome roommate. He was the clean one. I was the, he was like, you know, maybe you should, pick up some things or, you know, right. but he was nice about it. I could always use some work. So then when we started living with each other, um, she was very specific about what she wanted, which was great. Uh, and now I'm fully <laughs> trained on her expectations, but it really goes back to communication. And, you know, she outlined that pretty early on that, she, and I knew this about her, that she has her way of, of doing things. She's very organized and like has completely helped me, you know, have a, a kind of cleaner minimalistic outlook and a clear which ultimately I think leads to a clearer mind anyway I think the question was how did you know <laughs> it's it's kind of the culmination of of all of that um, and I bring all those yeah. different points up because it it creates the bigger picture and it, besides the initial one time at Maloney's it was it was the whole body of work that mm -hmm. led to the culmination and and we didn't kill each other when we started living together so at that point I was like all right I'm, I'm getting this ring <laughs> that's because you hit all the knives from her. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were in the dishwasher. Throw it away. Yeah. Incorrectly, of course. Right. Exactly. Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's great. I mean, she she makes you a better person. But obviously, you guys also have just like an unspeakable, intangible chemistry that is can't be replicated, which is awesome. Um, and then, what about for you, Allison? For me, it was definitely, or it still continues to be like in the small like everyday moments but like build up like I feel like every week I learn something more about Connor or we go through something together that just makes me even more sure that that he's the one I think Mm -hmm. like after the first date and like the first kind of like this is not a great comparison but I can't think of anything else but an onion right now after like the first peel back of like the onion layer when we talked about and I got to see more depth like that's when I knew that there was something like really there um and like each week like I say I just keep learning you know more and more things about him um his like even in the way we broke up like his continual like drive and need for self-improvement is like incredible and it motivates me to be better and and to do the same and, and just how like receptive you are to feedback even if it's crazy and about how to load like the dishwasher like that's not a normal thing Allison and like I love you so much for like for putting up with me and like all my little isms that I have and like it's that's great. you also like help me make them better help them go away um but probably more than anything I knew Connor was the one when we got into like our first fight that was like over like an intangible scenario being that like it was all in my head I can be like pretty emotional again, no surprise since I'm Italian, but Uh Connor wasn't dismissive of my feelings um, in place of what may or may not have been logical. And I think it's easy to kind of like rationalize away why someone may feel a certain way. Um, But it's really important to be in like a safe space, like with your person and share how you Mm -hmm. feel without fear of like, rejection or dismissal because it's not logical Mm -hmm. um and like you can't really be made to feel like belittled over emotions and like when we had that first like fight again that was like a scenario that was entirely created in my head and like the way that he listened to me again great listener like approached it like asked what he could like do to help help in this scenario again which was all in my head like I was just like wow this guy's one if he can handle that minefield like there's a hundred million more to come like <laughs> right he's up for the challenge <laughs> yeah <laughs> he ain't seen nothing yet yeah <laughs> Damn. um no that's amazing and that's a testament to Connor and like who he is as like just a sweet genuine person who cares a lot um doesn't make you feel bad about anything um or to anybody like can put Connor like in any single like situation and he just like completely shines and I I think that's crazy like that you can do that like I never have to worry about like oh who am I introducing him to like right I have to worry about like who's he gonna talk to like it could he could be with my family he could be with my friends my second cousin twice removed like a coworker I right you don't really know and he'll always treat everyone the same like you're really inclusive to everybody you can develop a banter with like anybody which i think is really an impressive talent like to be able to like yeah no 100% banter back and forth and build that rapport and you never say anything negative about anybody and you just go out of your way to make again like everyone feel included and treat everybody to this like 
unbelievable standard of kindness, which I, I just think is very rare. Yeah. Amen to that. He, you're, you're definitely spot on. He kind of looks for the best in people and then uses that as a connection point and people just feel better when they're around him. Um, and I think the humility part too, about like, you know, Connor and it maybe like his little idiosyncrasies, like he's willing to like, listen and say like, okay, what should I do better this time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how do I load the dishwasher properly or whatever? Um, yeah. I still yeah. get looks when I do it wrong, but we're getting you ask there. for help though. That's another thing. Like, people yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah. He has that like genuine humility where he like wants to get better. And also just like, yeah, loves to make you feel good and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and to compliment you, Allison too, since we can't always talk about Connor, <laughs> but, but no, I just remember a lot. I alluded to it earlier, but when I said the Seven Eleven pizza thing, I just remember, I think that might've been like, maybe the first full night I spent with you and Connor, like since the pandemic, maybe mm-hmm. last summer before your birthday, that is. And I just remember like we were with your brother, JC Connor, and we we're at the point. And I think like we want to continue to go out. Like you were 50, 50 JC and I want to continue to go out. We might've been with somebody else. And Allison would just like look at you and was like, go have fun with your brother and your friends. Like go inside memory motel, get another drink. It's fine. I'm going to go get waters. I'm going to go get pizza. I'm going to go get this. And then we come back to the hotel room which again, you let me crash, which is very nice. <laughs> and there's this like, this all this pizza and snacks laid out and water. And I just like, I felt like I was like at the Four Seasons. I was like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, wow, Allison is like, so like, she's trustworthy. She's not giving you crap. She's not cramping your style. Um, she's recognizing the situation. And like, I know you've done the same thing. If it was, you know, you and her girls. Um, but yeah, it was just, I thought that was just like really special. She, she's the absolute best like that. And that, like, that's what I was saying. She kind of knows what you need before you know it, even if it's like yeah. a water and a pizza so that you're not hung over tomorrow and you're feeling your best or, you know, um, 10 AM pina colada the next morning. <laughs> yeah. That, that too, which I think everyone needs some of those a lot of the time, but, uh, yeah. even like a snack or doing something for me when she knows I have a meeting coming up or, just these little things, kind of the intangibles where it's just like, wow, you, you love me that much that you were thinking to do that. Like I, because I, cause you knew I couldn't, didn't have the time or wasn't thinking to do that. It's just, you, you're remarkable in that sense. And I think everyone, you know, you, that would talk to you has a really kind and warm hearted story about things that you've done for them thinking of them and like the list goes on. It's not one or two things. It's just a constant. It's just yeah. who you are as a person. And that's what I fell in love with most. Just knowing that you'd always have my back. I'd always have yours. And, um, and it's just like a, re- a really great trait that I admire. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. That loyalty is so, so key. It's awesome. that And, and that trust too, like to, yeah. to say, yeah, go out with Parker and JC um, you know, like have another beer. Does, does she really want me to do that? Maybe not, but she knows that like that, that moment for us, for you, me, for, you know, not seeing you for a couple of years during the pandemic and to hang out with my brother, to have that moment, you yeah. know, she knows we're going to be able to spend the next day, probably hung over getting those 10 a.m. pina coladas, but <laughs> not selfish in the way of let me pull him from his friends. Like she, she understood the situation. She knew, you know, it was, a Saturday night, you don't know the next time we're going to all see each other. Um, yeah. and, she, and on top of that, she gets the pizza, she gets the water, she makes our time 
after we, you know, are poisoning our bodies <laughs> that much easier for us to manage. It's just, yeah, that is rare. If you can find someone that does <laughs> that, lock them up because that's, you know, I love so many things about it, but that's really one thing, the understanding and the communication it goes back to. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I forgot about those 10 a.m. pina coladas. I mean, she does it all, right? She <laughs> <laughs> ready to turn down at night and turn up as soon as the sun rises <laughs> um which i guess based on what you just said connor that allison will be doing 95 percent of the wedding planning then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that yeah that sounds about right except for the villanova banner that you're gonna the, that is correct that will be um orchestrated on on my end that'll be connor's uh, yeah jc will you know yeah. get that one going yeah but, you're, Allison, you you're the control, but I'm, I'm trying to help where I can with yeah. the wedding planning. Allison, you definitely are the only thing that Connor loves more than Villanova basketball. So. <laughs> that, that is correct. What is that? You asked me that thing one time. You said, you want me to repeat it? Or... <laughs> yeah. I was kind of, I was like messing around with Connor. It was actually very, it was crazy how like prophetic it was. It was, it was eerie. Yeah, and I don't know why. Maybe we were watching the game. I was like, Connor. I was, obviously, I was just teasing him. I was like, Would you rather Jay Wright retire and you have to break up with Allison, or you stay with Allison and Jay Wright retires? <laughs> Is this before he actually did? Yeah. No, I, I think I said it because also it was like a Sunday morning, and we'd all been together here at my house with like Brett and Ben, and I knew he like we'd been out drinking and stuff, and. Yeah, I, wanted, it, it, I wanted to catch him in a weak moment. That's it, it was eerie. It was one month before Jay ended up retiring, and I had given my answer of option B, stay with Allison. <laughs> so, like, yeah, sorry, Nova Nation, if my answer had any impact on him retiring. I don't think it did, but it was very strange that Parker, you would even ask the question, um, and that, well, we're and then we got engaged shortly after. But he's, you know, he's retired. So, I know. I'm just mad at myself more than anything at asking. Like, I'm never going to ask another question. <laughs> Allison, I hope you know that was a setup because we were all ready to pounce on Connor if he gave the wrong answer. If he gave the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't associate with J me with Jay Wright retiring. People will be very upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone who hears this is going to be like booing and be like, oh. Allison's going to be getting weird looks at Blue Haven now. Be like, <laughs> Jay Wright retire. <laughs> you did this. I mean, they're both beautiful people, so, you know. <laughs> um, all right, so finally, just any kind of, like, last, like, parting thoughts or, like, advice or anything that you would kind of want the audience listeners to, like, walk away with from this? I think we have to talk about our dates. It has to come up. That's what I wrote down, too. No, you wrote yeah. down. No way. You guys wrote down the same thing? Yeah, and it's, like, a very – I actually wrote um, – It's, like, not advice at all. I put but it I, under the advice column. Oh, I, would you? Yes. I would say it's like the cornerstone of our relationship is like this thing. <laughs> it, it it absolutely is. It, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. I'm like, this this thing is like a special voice that we use and we're communicating with each other. And I don't actually remember like how it came about, but we were just like- I think it was how you started talking to Ellie, oh, your family's dog. Yeah. Maybe I started talking to our family dog, like in this, like kind of like how you talk to a dog or a baby, like in this special- Yeah. Thing. Yeah. We started talking to each other in it. We talked to Connor's sister in it all the time, she, Morgan, because she likes to do it with us. My 
brothers constantly like, oh my God, Connor, you must really love my sister if you're like putting up with this like wacko voice. But <laughs> we like love to be silly. Like that being silly is a cornerstone in our relationship. And it's a way we like- I love that. Kind of keep stuff like funny and lighthearted, but you can also say pretty much like whatever you want in the voice. So like I've replaced my like, maybe kind of dark tone with like a silly voice and it just like alleviates the, the blow of anything, but we don't use it only to talk like bad. Like we, we, we use it like super silly, but it's like our own little like language basically that we developed. It, it's so great because like anything, like what you were saying, anything in that voice, like if you, you can tell me to literally, well, I don't want to say it, you can tell me to F off or like, right. You know, shut up or sh- shut up, man. Like, or like say, give the instructions of, you know, the dishwasher or whatever. And as long as it's in the voice, like we know it's, it's like a subtle thing. It's not, it takes the sting away of, of right, right. how it used to be when we didn't have the voice. It was like, are you really going to make the bed like that? And then you throw it in the voice and it's like, well, that was funny the way she says it. And yeah. I know it's not like a serious thing. Cause I think what was happening was I was taking a lot of her instructions. You know, I was being, I think hard on myself and being like, Oh, why didn't I make the bed that way? And then I'm trying to explain to her, I didn't have this professional like bed making training. I lived with blaze. I didn't make my bed once in eight years when I lived with blaze. And so. And I didn't want like stuff that I would say in passing to come off as like criticism always. Cause it Mm. wasn't what I was doing. I was not like Connor. Every time he loads the dishwasher, I'm sitting there like, or making the bed in a way like genuinely upset about like the way he did it more just like, can you do it this way instead or like and you don't want to nag him why, why is there a steak knife like pointing upwards <laughs> yeah and you'll be like you're trying to kill me I'm man. Trying like, to kill me. <laughs> and you just say it in the voice and it just like disables everything it's really like if there's yeah, i like that thing i would definitely recommend you know i and i've seen like a lot of couples kind of develop it it's probably the equivalent of a traditional baby voice and you know just talking cute when it's just you and your significant other on a couch but we kind of transform that into like words that people, if they heard us, they pr- doesn't even make sense to them, but it's, you know, like our own language. It's just a, a fun way to keep things light while also giving jabs at your partner yeah. without actually hurting. Their- I like that. You know, anything like- said in the voice is completely fair game. You can literally say F off We've and gotten we laugh fight. our asses off when we do do that. We've <laughs> gotten really in, like actual fights and Connor will say like, you didn't say it in the voice. It was real. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I did. like, I'm pretty sure that I did. And he's like, you didn't, if it was in the voice, well, I, I we wouldn't have be taken it that way. Yeah. I wouldn't have taken yeah. it. Wouldn't yeah. this conversation. Like, who are you? What have you done with Allison? <laughs> yes. Just say it in the voice. I know. Wait, okay. So you know what I'm going to ask now? Yeah. If I know we, if we could do it. Let me hear it. How would we even start? Uh, yeah. Like every time we you're so good at you originated i'm not trying to put you on the spot but you can get <laughs> started and then i know I'm you like, need a channel like like, like of him making not making the bed or something yeah i know that's what i was gonna say it's kind of like what the fuck man you said you were gonna make your bed why'd you make it so weird it's yeah. like the pillows are just like bobbling all over the place like you put this pillow here first and that pillow here second and you pick it down the side what the heck what, what the heck, man? You're crazy. <laughs> that, wow. We curse a lot in the voice also. Which that is, is so funny. If I didn't see Allison, I wouldn't know. If I was like over the phone, I'd be like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, it's, she becomes another person and I yeah. riff off of her. That was amazing. That's exactly right. what it is. And I'll be, oh, fuck, man. Like I, oh, you know, fuck. 
Yeah, what the fuck? What like, the I'm fuck? trying my best out here. And she's like, you're trying to kill me with this, with these pillows? Like, no, man, like, I'm just bothering like that. It's just like, I, like it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. It but doesn't. that's the, like the inflection, what she was doing is kind of how we just speak in that different tone. And we know it's like, all right, no one's actually mad. We're having fun. Yeah. We're also improving. Like, I will make the bed correctly now. Yeah, you got to do your wedding vows in that voice. To we like, <laughs> might have to. Wow. <laughs> you guys honestly sound like two characters from like Harry Potter. <laughs> go back to yep. She is a nerd, so it checks out. It is. Uh, that's awesome. No, that's that's a great way to end it. Um, it's like so unique and special to you two. And it's fun. And it's cute. And like you said, Connor, this kind of like disables everything. It, it like it makes like constructive criticism entertaining and like loving you i want to hear the voice like if i'm not hearing the voice it means like we're being too serious and we're like right right kind of a reminder to be silly and i think the whole idea of the voice bubbles up to you know like the largest cornerstone that i feel is just communication in general and that's one way of communicating we talked about how you Mm -hmm. know we had to improve our communication during the pandemic and it's just kind of all stems into that's how we've been able to you know keep it going just constant communication whether it's in a weird ass voice or if it's you know normal you know just problem solving and and doing things together yeah for sure for sure communication definitely has to be i feel like that's a cornerstone with every Mm -hmm. every relationship and i just hope connor you're not like messing up the bed on purpose or like (laughs) just so you can hear the voice no i find other things to mess up i moved no that's awesome grocery store like using this voice like did you get the peanut butter Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah sometimes yeah usually it's meant for just inside the apartment but it makes its way outside and we get some looks but uh yeah shout out to morgan who my sister who is fully adopted it she loves it um that's and so hopefully funny people listening can do their own version of it because i'm yeah. telling you and i've talked to other couples they're that's like hilarious. we kind of do like a, a voice thing but it's tough to explain we're like yeah same same idea yeah it, yeah whatever you know the magic is behind it 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 helps exactly you gotta be quirky you gotta, yeah you gotta be quirky keep it light keep it fun exactly well guys that was an amazing episode i had so much fun doing this thank you too for being honest and being fun and sharing your story and just all the great things that come along with you two and your relationship. It was really great. I think it was didactic. I think people learned a lot from listening. Um, I definitely learned a lot, which is great. Um, And I'm so excited for the rest of the audience to hear this. And I'm pumped for it to be on Nova Nationer. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for this. This was a lot of fun. Um, We appreciate it. And uh, it was great chatting with you. You had some some great questions and always love just hanging with you and can't wait to get another uh, Southampton evening weekend, not even just evening weekend yeah. on the books. Um, seeing yeah. that background reminds me of your Vungle. <laughs> My Vungle. Vungle, yes. Yeah, Vungle. I can't say it, but yeah, I Allison, you got to teach them. I thought you said Vungle for a second. Vungle. <laughs> <laughs> What your fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> what your fuck? And on that note, cornerstones. <laughs> we out. Final thing I'm gonna say is, lambs by a billion. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys soon. Take care, guys. Sounds good, Bye, brother. Love you, man. Thanks.